Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Hey there. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. So, uh, it's hot today. It is. I know, Tony's still sweating from mowing the lawn. That's right. (laughs) I did take a shower though, so I don't smell. No, no, he's fine. He works hard. Uh, Let's start with the Disney Parks blog, where they are talking about celebrating Stitch Day. That's right. It was this past Saturday, if you don't know, uh, 626. What's the important of that? importance of that? That was his number, right? His, his experiment, 626. Okay. Um, so they do celebrate Stitch on a yearly basis. And, of course, it wouldn't be a celebration without... Food? Merchandise. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, there is some merchandise to get, um, but they do talk about where you can see Stitch. And Experiment 624, which is his new uh, girlfriend, Angel. Um, they've both been around at Aulani recently. You can find Stitch at Disneyland and Disney World. And, of course, you can get, uh, you know, all your Stitch merchandise at ShopDisney.com or at Disney stores around the country. And, yes, they do have some limited time availability Stitch uh, food items uh, like a Stitch Mini Moose at Amaret's Patisserie. And then they also have a Stitch Cone at the Polynesian Village Resort, which is a blue vanilla ice cream with white chocolate ears and galactic popping candy in a waffle cone. Oh, that sounds pretty good, actually. That does sound pretty good. You can get that over at the uh, Pineapple Lanai. Nice. We didn't make it over there the last time we, we were did not. there. Meant to. Didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Never enough time. So we have a lot more Disneyland news than we usually do. We do. Um, we're going to start with their park hours being released through August 14th. That's right. Their operating hours have been released for August 4th through 7th. I'm sorry, August 8th through 14th. Uh, and Disneyland will be open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? I am. And Disney's California Adventure will be open from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. All right. Great. Um, mobile checkout is now testing at Disneyland. This is something they've done um, already at Disney World, correct? They have. And I thought they tested it out at Disneyland with some of the downtown Disney mm, maybe. Uh, locations. But now uh, they are testing it, as Cheryl mentioned, at the Emporium and Elias and Company. Um, Emporium's in Disneyland Park and Elias and Company is in California Adventure. Uh, it's already in place in World of Disney. So, um you know, just has anyone ever tried this? I have not. I wanted to. You know, once again, something I wanted to yeah. do, but it was just easier to get into a line with four yeah, people. Yeah, instead in of it. trying to figure things out, right? Um, they have a scavenger hunt that has returned to Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. That's right. Bina's Guide to the Creatures of Batu Scavenger Hunt, which is for younglings under the age of nine. Uh, you can get that at the Creature Stall in Galaxy's Edge. And uh, as Cheryl mentioned, it's a scavenger hunt. It started in February of 2020, um, but it has just reopened. Uh, reopened and young adventurers collect stamps around the Black Spire outpost and um, cast members can help you in the scavenger hunt, but they they are enforcing the under nine age limit. What the heck with that? Why does it make any difference? I don't know. I mean, is there like a huge prize at the end or something? Um, you receive a paper token, it says. I mean, why wouldn't you let whoever wants to do it do it? Because you're over the age of nine. So what? I don't know. People like scavenger hunts. Because then they probably have to charge you adult prices. <laughs> uh, two kiosks have reopened at Disneyland. That's right. Uh, if you're a fan of Edelweiss Snacks or Maurice's Treats, they have just reopened. 
Um, Edelweiss is, of course, over near the Matterhorn, and it is themed. Uh, it's got a little German theme to it. It's in Fantasyland. They serve turkey legs, chimichangas, corn on the cob, and cold beverages. Chimichangas. That sounds uh, very. Where is it supposed to be? And and uh, well, it's Edelweiss, which is German. The Matterhorn, yeah. I mean, the Alps, are chimichangas German? Uh, they're, yeah, they're a, a Swiss delicacy. <laughs> right. Um, and then uh, Maurice uh, Maurice's Treats has reopened. And that is on the other side of Fantasyland. Uh, it is very near where a Bell meet and greet is. And they are home to baked goods like bagel twists and donuts, as well as coffee. Very good. Yeah. Uh, in Disneyland, fully vaccinated cast members are no longer required to wear masks outdoors. These are interesting stories every time we hit them because it says outdoors. Oh, indoors. That should be indoors, right? No, it's outdoors. Oh, outdoors. Yes. Okay, they're outdoors. I think Disney Disney World is it indoors. Right. <laughs> Keep track. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right. So beginning June twenty sixth, fully vaccinated cast members at the Disneyland Resort are not required to wear masks outdoors, and physical distancing for cast members will be removed. However, cast members who have not yet been vaccinated will still be required to wear masks outdoors, and all employees, regardless of vaccination status, must wear masks indoors at this time. Okay. Um, the Disneyland band is performing again. Yeah, and we mentioned that last week a couple of times, um, but it's nice to see them in costume marching down the middle of Main Street with Minnie and Mickey. Awesome. Uh, Sarge's Surplus Hut and Midway Mercantile have reopened in California Adventure. That's right. Sarge's Surplus Hut, which is where? You know, I never answer these questions right, so I don't know why you keep... <laughs> Take a guess. I, I don't know. what Carsland. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not good at this. Please stop quizzing me. <laughs> has reopened. And uh, Midway Mercantile, um, which is on Paradise Pixar, Pier. Pixar Pier. See, I still get it wrong. Uh, has reopened as well. So Sarge sells a bunch of Cars items, since it is, is of course, in Cars land. And um, Midway Mercantile sells Pixar items. So um, more places to get your merchandise. All right. Uh, there have been reopenings of more restaurants in California Adventure. That's right. Uh, Jack Jack Cookie Num Nums, the Cozy Cone Motel Popcone, and Fillmore's Taste Inn have reopened. Good. So that's uh, very exciting. I personally enjoy the Jack Jack Cookie Num Nums. I know you do. They're nothing compared to Gideon's cookies, but if I'm in the parks, I would go for a Jack Jack's Cookie Num Nums. Yeah, Tony sneaks over there while we're riding, what was the roller coaster? Uh, while you were riding Slinky Dog. The Incredibles? Dog. Slinky, oh, well, in California. In California, yeah. <laughs> You were riding the incredible. We're always on some roller coaster while Tony is sneaking over to find a cookie. Yeah. All right. Uh, additional entertainment and characters can now be found in California Adventure. That's right. The Five and Dime Band, which is a jazz quintet that plays in front of the Carthay Circle fou uh, Fountain, has returned to Disney's California Adventure. And the Citizens of Buena Vista Street, which is, you know, streetmosphere type of uh, performance, have uh, returned uh, to California Adventure as well. They perform on the stage. They also use the stage for Mickey and Friends uh, around the beat where you may catch them socially distanced, socially distanced dancing uh, while the jazz quintet actually plays. All right. Move on to your next story because it's the same thing. All right. There's a uh, new Black Photo Panther Op. Black uh, Photo Panther Op. Black Panther Photo Op <laughs> uh, that has arrived in Hollywoodland at uh, Disney's California Adventure. So that is uh, just uh, an arch and a background um, that they've moved around to a different part of the park. So that's uh, that's kind of cool. Awesome. 
Now we're going to move to Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World theme park hours have been released through September 11th. That is correct. Uh, Magic Kingdom. Let's see. Uh, this is September 5th through 11th. Magic Kingdom will open at 9 a.m. daily. It will close at 9 p.m. on September 5th, 6th, and 9th. It will close at 8.30 on September 7th and 10th. And it will close at 7 p.m. on September 11th as parks enter the slow season. All right. Um, Epcot will be open from 11 to 9. Hollywood Studios. Um, let's see. They're going – so Hollywood Studios has a bit of a change. Their hours have been extended in August. They will now close at 8 p.m. daily instead of 7 p.m. And then through September, they will open at 9 a.m. and close at 8 p.m. And once again, that is through September 11th. Disney's Animal Kingdom will be open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. the week of September 5th through 11th. All right. So now in Walt Disney World, fully vaccinated cast members can be maskless indoors, which means if you're fully vaccinated as a cast member, you can be maskless anywhere. That's right. Fully vaccinated cast members are now allowed to go maskless both indoors and outdoors. I have a feeling Disneyland is just They're behind. Oh, probably a week behind, yep. maybe two weeks behind. And I believe you know, later in our stories, it's the same thing for uh, Universal Studios. So yes. in Florida, I feel like everyone's doing it at the same time. I don't know who came first. They're always, I think at this point, they're within hours of each other that they right. make these announcements. Right. Uh, new mask signage um, has been posted at the entrance to each of the parks. Yep. The new sandwich boards uh, let guests know that masks are optional for fully vaccinated guests and that non-vaccinated guests must wear masks when indoors. Okay. And it is uh, it is an honor system. Yeah. So, you know, there's no paperwork to fill out. You don't have to show your vaccination card. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it's on your honor. Right. Okay. Uh, happily ever after fireworks had their full test show on, uh, Saturday, I believe, right? June 26th. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that June 26th test, um, went off. Uh, they tested things. The fireworks went up. They exploded. I've seen some pictures. It looks kind of nice. It's yeah. nice to see fireworks in the sky over the magic kingdom again. And, uh, oh, I think we have another story about this, but I'm going to go ahead and give it now. And that is that cast members will have a um, viewing of the Happily Ever After fireworks on June 29th during the Magic Kingdom cast Homecoming Ever After event. Cool. Uh, so some people are probably not happy about this. Right. Um, what? I said right. Yeah. But the um, the Honey Wall has returned to the Winnie the Pooh ride queue. That's right. If you've not been to uh, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, they do have a wall, an interactive wall with honey that runs down it. Now, you don't actually touch the honey. It's more like a screen. It looks yeah. like there's yeah. honey yeah, but or it's it, sandwiched between two pieces of glass or something like but that. But it is interactive. And when you touch it, uh, you know, you stop the honey from flowing. You can kind of make little designs. There's a lot of tiny little germ-filled hands that touch that wall. Yes, <laughs> yes. So many of the interactive elements, like the honey wall, have been closed uh, since the parks reopened for COVID. Uh so, you know, this is the first step. Um, I'm, I'm sure that the, well, the interactive queue in Haunted Mansion is open, right? We know that. Uh, the interactive queue in Seven Dwarves, Mine Train, and Big Thunder Mountain are still closed, but I'm sure those can't be far behind. Yeah. The Tomorrowland Fountain Ball is operating again. That's right. Uh, what she's talking about is the Kugel Fountain Ball. If you've ever seen it, it is a giant stone ball that seems to rotate effortlessly. Do you know how that works? That is a six-ton stone ball 
that has a thin layer of water on the base, and the stone hydroplanes across the water, which causes it to move almost effortlessly. Huh. Yeah. Pretty cool. So yeah, that has not been functioning since uh, the park reopened after the COVID pandemic, but uh, it is now operational again. Good. Um, there's a, a few different um, water features that are now running that had not been. Um, next on the list here is the spraying Leaky Tiki statues in Adventureland. Leaky Tiki's could be some of my favorite. Um, you know, you never want your tiki to be leaky. Well, maybe you do if it's hot. That's true. Um, but they are the, you know, the totem, the totem heads in uh, Adventureland that spray water uh, at anyone. It's not just kids. <laughs> right. If you're there, you're getting wet. And then also the cool scanner in Tomorrowland is uh, up and running again. Yeah, they refurbished the Thirst Rangers uh, Coca-Cola refreshment area in Tomorrowland. And there was a giant mister uh, that was underneath the spaceship. And the mister is now operating again. Yay! Physical distancing is almost entirely removed. And PhotoPass photographers now can take photos with your phone. That's right. That was a, an option that, uh, you know, it was awful tough to take a picture as a couple. Right. Because cast members couldn't hold your phone. Of course, there weren't that many characters around. But, you know, for photo pass things, like if you're walking down Main Street and want to get a picture of the castle, they could only use their their Disney equipment to take right. a photo. Now they can use your phone again. Yes. And that was always kind of a nice thing. Um, not too much is free. Actually, almost nothing is free at Disney World. But having a cast member... Especially a photo pass photographer who is taking photos with, you know, Disney's cameras to sell photos to you, who was also willing to take your own camera and take very good pictures with it, was, I always thought, a very kind and generous thing that Disney was allowing. So I'm glad that that's back. Um, pirates. The boat moved off the track, causing a ride delay. That was uh, Friday, I think. Yeah, it was the 25th. So, um the whole ride is not tracked. The boats do float freely, but it was towards the end of the ride where Captain Jack is sitting in the room full of treasure. Right. Where and that start- is where the boats actually get back up onto the conveyor belt and starts to bring them to the unloading right. area. Uh, one of the boats came off. It took approximately 40 minutes. Uh, this guy was, the guy behind it was stuck on the ride. Oh, and it no. took, it took six, six cast members 30 minutes to get the boat back <laughs> into operation. <laughs> well, I mean, it's got to be entertaining to watch anyway. Right. Um, oh, there's some new balloons that debuted in the parks, uh, a Jasmine balloon, a Moana balloon, and a Bell balloon. That's right. The Jasmine balloon has Jasmine surfing on the magic carpet. And then on the other side, she is sitting and smiling with the palaces of Agrabah in the background. Uh, half of the balloon is purple and the other half is transparent. Uh, the new Moana balloon features Moana, Maui, uh, her pig Pua, and, uh, her chicken Hey Hey. Um... Did I say Maui? Yes. Yes. And then on the opposite side of the balloon, those same characters are in their uh, outrigger uh, on the seas. And then Belle is a balloon with – has her reclining reading books with Mrs. Potts and Chip. And then on the second side of the balloon, Belle is posing in front of Beast's Castle with uh, Mrs. Potts and Chip. And there is a floral rose pattern throughout. These new balloons are going for uh, $14. Okay. I mean, they're really pretty. They are. And I love a balloon. Now, I wonder if these are going to be exclusive to the Magic Kingdom, like the Up Balloon is exclusive to uh, Disney Springs. 
It is? There's only 20 of them each day, and they're exclusive to Disney Springs. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I knew they were out, but I didn't. And I knew there was a limit. Eh, but I didn't know that it was Disney Springs. Okay. Well, whatever. A hot topic. Uh, the capacity seems to have been increased for the after-hours event, the Boobash. Yes. Uh, as we've announced before, there were multiple dates that had been sold out um, on the Boobash calendar. However, on Friday, um, it looks like capacity was increased because everything was no longer sold out. Uh, of course, once people found this out, Halloween sold out again immediately. So whatever additional tickets were released were gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of this weekend, um, everything was available with the exception of Halloween. So that seems like it would be a good thing. It does. However, um, a lot of I, – I think that the boobash is extremely expensive for what you're getting. Correct. Um, but the argument that I've heard anytime I say something like this is, well, you know, the Halloween party, they – they you know, it used to be sort of a limited number of people, but lately it's just a ton of people. You still have to wait in, you know, fairly long lines for rides. And so it's not what it used to be. And that this after hours was going to be so much better because there's so many less people with this limited capacity that they're, you know, they're only selling so many tickets. So you spent whatever it was, $140 for each ticket. I think it might even be more. Some of them were $159. The right? Yeah. So you spend this kind of money and you're like, well, but you know, they only sold so many tickets. It's sold out now. Like, I'm going to have a good experience because it's not going to be busy. And now they increase the capacity. Right. So so that is yeah. the downside of it. You know, maybe they're bringing it back to the not-so-scary capacity limit, which is, like, just like you said, you thought you are going with a smaller crowd. Right. But second to that, you know, as a travel agent, I have people who wanted to go on specific nights. And when they found out that those nights were not available – they started altering their plans. I know other agents whose guests have actually moved their entire trips right. to go when the boobash was available. Right. Now, you based that move on the fact that maybe the boobash on October 27th wasn't available. Right. Now, all of a sudden, it comes up available. Right. You know, as a travel agent, that makes you look bad because right. why didn't you know the capacity? Right. Second off, it makes Disney look bad because you set a capacity for these events. Yep. And now you're backtracking on it. And why are you adding capacity? Because you know you can make additional money. Yep. It's it's not about, you know, it's not about the guests getting an extra experience. It's about how many more bodies can we push into the park at $149. Yep. It absolutely is. And I think the whole like social distancing thing is not even is not even a part of it because it hasn't been that long since they released the first batch. Right. So it's not even been two weeks. No. So nothing has changed with, with allowable capacities in the last two weeks. Right. So yeah, if, if that's their excuse, that's crap. All right. Um, moving to Epcot space race has reopened at mission space. That's right. That is the final training lab section at mission space to reopen. Uh, and this is, um, where guests can feel what it's like to work at mission control in the space race lab. They had uncovered the kiosks last week, um, and now they are up and running. Good. The Flower and Garden Festival merchandise is now discounted. Yeah, if you uh, want to go over the next couple weeks, uh, Flower and Garden wraps up on July 5th. Uh, and it looks like they must have made too much uh, merchandise because a lot of merchandise is 25% off. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they always do that toward the end of any of the uh, mm-hmm. events. 
Yeah. Maybe it's one of the good reasons to go toward the end. Right. You get a discount on your stuff. Uh, if you are an annual pass holder or DVC member, you get your normal discount on top of that 25% savings. Uh, but I will warn you that the Orange Bird Spirit Jersey items are excluded from the sale. All right. Good to know. A new 2022 Bolt EV arrived at the Test Track showroom. That's right. Chevy Bolt is uh, their electronic uh, vehicle, uh, and they have now added that to the showroom and Test Track. Okay. That's uh, one of my favorite parts of Test Track is getting out of there. I remember when the girls were little, they, they used to, like, to sit behind the cars, the cars yeah. and drive. And yeah. I still don't think you can go in the cars. There were people in the cars when we were there the last time. Oh, were there? Time. Yeah. I take that back. Yep. Uh, screening has been added to the Harmonious Barge centerpiece rings. Yeah, and it's just around the edge of the uh, ring. It's not in the center of the ring, uh, but it just, you know, hides the framework from you. Oh, okay. So it uh, it's it's just essentially okay. a little scrim so it that you don't little, see. It makes it look a little better. It does. It makes it look solid as opposed to framework, and there's halfway done. Yeah, no, it definitely looks better. Yes. Um, they came out with a new Spider-Man Mickey ear hat. Yep. Uh, even though the new Avengers campus opened in California, uh, some of the merchandise has made its way uh, eastward. And that is the new Spider-Man ear hat, which is in Keystone Clothiers in Hollywood Studios. It's very cool. It looks like um, uh, Spider-Man's face mask. So it has these reflective uh, eyes. Um, and then the Spider-Man uh, W.E.B. logo is on the black ears. They're very cool. Those retail for $19.99. I think it's weird to have them at a place where Avengers Capus is not. Okay. I mean, I don't know. You're wearing them around. It feels like, what are you, Universal? Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit. They don't have any Spider-Man rides or they don't have anything related to Spider-Man at Disney World. Um, not related to Spider-Man. You, you know, you are correct. It's just odd. All right. Anyway, what do I have next? Uh, oh, this is exciting. Uh, physical distancing. Oh, I missed a story. Yes, you did. All right. This is so much less exciting. Uh, Eight Spoon Cafe is reopening at Animal Kingdom. That's right. They are reopening. They are reopened now as of Sunday, June 27th. It is a quick service mac and cheese location. Uh, their hours are listed as 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. for the uh, short term future. All right. Uh, physical distancing has been removed at Festival of the Lion King. Yes, this is a very good story. Um, so a celebration of the Festival of the Lion King, physical distance, distancing measures have been eliminated. Crowds are moved into every seat available. Um, the sad part of this now is that the show has not yet been uh, restored to its full production. Okay. I don't think it's probably going to be all that long before they mm -hmm. manage to bring all that back. I mean, if they're not making, if as long as you're fully vaccinated and you're a cast member, if you can be indoors or outdoors and they've eliminated physical distancing, then why would they not be able to have all the performers close to each other? Exactly. Um, uh, some new Elani Moana merchandise is available at the Polynesian. Yes, uh, just a bunch of Polynesian-themed Moana uh, merchandise. We've got Moana and the, I forget what they are, but the little coconut-type uh, characters mm -hmm. uh, that uh, fought her on the boat. Uh, oh, the Kakamora. That's what they are. Hey, that's like the Kakamora float. Yeah. Um, we've got Moana and Pua on some shirts. It's a pink tank top. Just very cute little polynesian theme. Lots of hibiscus. Those are hibiscus, right? Is it hibiscuses or hibisci? <laughs> I don't know. You're I the think gardener. it's just hibiscus, uh -huh. whether it's, it's one or more. Got you. Um, 
So question, it says the new Aulani Moana merchandise. What is Aulani other than just the resort? Uh, it might be merchandise that uh, first started over in Aulani. Oh. All right. But it doesn't say Aulani on it or anything. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's kind of weird that that was... Um, you know what? Included. It is it is Aulani branded if you look at the tag. Oh, it is, okay. So it is Aulani merch that okay. they are just shipping over to the Polynesian because the Polynesian has a Polynesian theme. Gotcha. Has a Moana theme. Well, a Polynesian theme. The Polynesian village. Yes. Polynesian. I know. But aren't they also making it Moana themed? Uh, some of the rooms have a Moana theme too, yes. Okay. Um, Ohana is preparing for their reopening. Yes. They're uh, replacing carpet. And uh looks like they are sprucing things up for reopening. That's it. That's it. All right. Let's move to cruising news. Uh, Royal Caribbean had two uh, children test positive during uh, a recent cruise. Yeah, I know this isn't Disney news, but we've, we've talked about how the cruise lines are trying to get back into sailing. And uh, as Cheryl stated, the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line had two children test positive ahead of disembarkation. Oh, okay. So they didn't get sick during the cruise. Oh, um, well, ahead of disembarkation, they could have gotten sick on the cruise. Oh, they? yeah, that's right, disembarkation, sorry. Uh, the two children were quarantined immediately. One was asymptomatic, one had mild symptoms. The other members of their party were all vaccinated, and they all tested negative. Um, the cruise line did perform contact tracing and testing, which all proved negative as well. All right. Um, we have a look at the updated Palo menu. Did you post that to uh, our page? Not yet, but I will. Okay. Um, so what have they done? Let's see. Uh, the price, the prefix menu is now $45, which includes a four course with four courses, um, or you can order individual uh, and an a la carte style. Um, so there have been some changes, let's see, except for the $5 charge, platinum castaway, and those adults in their staterooms will get one complimentary meal at Palo, either brunch or dinner. Um so they've added, uh, I, you know, it's it's just the new menu. I'll post it. I'm not going to go through each item here uh, as long as they've got uh, some pasta and some pizzas and my gnocchi. I'm happy. Okay, good. Um, a labor shortage has pushed Disney to offer hiring bonuses. That's right. We keep hearing about all these. You know, there's 7.8 million people out of work, but apparently nobody wants to. Nobody wants to work. <laughs> right. Um, Disney is recruiting new housekeepers and kitchen staff uh, in light of this labor shortage, and they are offering $1,000 sign-on bonuses to attract workers. Um, housekeepers earn $16 an hour and line cooks making $18 an hour. They will get the bonus if they stay in that position for at least 90 days. Uh, the first payment of $250 is made at the end of 90 days, and the second payment after 150 days. Um, so, uh, you know, this comes after... Uh, nine months ago, they dismissed 28,000, and then that rose to 32,000. Um, and at Disney, only 33,000 of the original 41,000 members of the Services Trade Council Union have returned to work. Mm. Uh, so there's you a shortage. Can, you can feel the uh, housekeeping shortages right. very much at Disney. I mean, at this point, we should be back to daily housekeeping Prices for the hotel rooms have not gone down, yep. but you don't get you don't get maid service, which is just crazy. There's no one comes in to make your bed, mm -hmm. no one comes in to sweep your floor, nothing. Um, they will leave you a change of towels if you want, but they're not coming in daily to to make beds and stuff. And if you stay a long time and you want your sheets changed, they'll bring you the sheets, but they won't make the beds. Mm -hmm. 
which is obnoxious right. when you're on vacation. It was something that people were willing to deal with during the height of the pandemic. You kind of knew what you were getting into when you traveled. But at this point, they should be back. And they can't be because they don't have the people. Right. So it's it's kind of nuts. It's a double-edged sword. I don't know about that, but okay. Um, Disney is giving $30 to trappers who catch gators on its behalf. That's right. If you remember back in 2016, a two-year-old was attacked and killed by a gator at the uh, Grand Floridian. Um, so Disney started bringing in trappers um, to capture um, to, to capture gators. And they have a – Disney is considered a targeted harvest area uh, and, and they have these alligator management goals. And this um, THA, targeted harvest area permit, allows contractors to trap nuisance alligators. Mm-hmm. Now, nuisance alligators are any alligator over four feet long. At okay. Four feet long is when they determine that can it, it can harm children, pets – Right. Uh, and adults. Um, so since 2016, uh, they have removed 250 gators from Disney properties. Um, if they're under four feet long, they're just relocated. Okay. Um, most of them have been euthanized. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have been sent to farms, exhibits, and zoos. Uh, if they are euthanized, the trappers can then keep the profits that they get from any leather or meat sold. Okay. Uh, so that is uh, that is big for them. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, Disney just following up on, on, you know, what was an unfortunate situation five years ago. Yep. And it's an unfortunate situation for the Gators now. Right. In Universal News, um, there's a story, um, where you can learn more about the Velocicoaster Raptors. Yeah. They've given some of the backstory now. Uh, the <laughs> storyline so story of the Velocicoaster actually is before the first Jurassic World film, Jurassic World film. Uh, with the coaster being Claire's answer to the demand for more excitement. And it gives the, the Velociraptors on public display, uh, for the first time. Um, so they do have some, uh, uh, some effects in the ride to make the Raptors look like they are breathing. Uh, and they react to the guests as they're walking by. They also have a custom scent of what they believe a Raptor would smell like. And it is used throughout the attraction. Do you think it's stinky? Uh, it could be. I mean, it should be. Uh, the raptor's eyes are designed to catch light and give them uh, life using gold flakes. Um, blue is, of course, the leader. Uh, she is gray with iridescent blue stripes. Um, she can snatch meat from hooks placed 15 feet in the air like a Bengal tiger. She is also the largest and most intelligent of the uh, raptors. Um, and then the other two raptors are Delta, Echo, and Charlie. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're interested, take a look at the Universal Park News uh, website. All right. I'm not going to go through each raptor. Please don't. Um, Epic Universe is the new park that uni- that Universal is putting in. And an aerial view is showing a new ride track uh, that looks like it's being set up to go into Epic Universe. Yeah. I mean, they've barely broken ground on this thing. And there it looks like an entire roller coaster uh, next to their parking lot yeah. uh, in sections. Uh, no word on what the ride is, mm-hmm. but they are ready to start assembling it. Uh, when Epic Universe is created, uh, is built, it will be the largest universal park in the United States. Kind of cool. Yeah. It's good. Um, the bypass bridge reopened with the protective cage that's near the Velocicoaster. Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. The um, bypass bridge goes between the Lost Continent and Jurassic Park, sections of the park. So it essentially eliminates uh, your walk through Hogsmeade. Um, and okay. uh, where that protective cage is, I mean, that coaster is looks like it's almost uh, straight up and down there. So 
Yeah, I can things, see where stuff would be falling yeah, out. Yeah, things falling out of people's pockets and, you know, yeah. hitting people in the head, probably not the best. No. All right. Um, where are we? Universal's Superstar Parade returned on Saturday. That's right. It returned uh, at 7 o'clock. Uh, the parade has not walked off since March of 2020. Now, they've used some of the floats in a different form, but they have not had the actual parade. Um, and during the Universal Superstar Parade, you can see SpongeBob, Dora and Diego, Gru, Agnes, Margo, Edith, and Minions. And you can check out the secret uh, Life of Pets characters, um, as well as energetic street performers with spectacular music. Awesome. Uh, fully vaccinated Universal team members are no longer required to wear masks indoors. We talked about that a little bit already. Yep, that's the story, and that began Saturday. Okay. Um, and then we're going to move outside of our uh, of our favorite parks and move to the uh, B-list parks. The Crayola Experience is adding underseas-themed activities. That's right. The Crayola Experience, which exists over at the Orlando Mall, is partnering with Ocean X, a nonprofit exploration organization, for the month of July. And um, they will bring underwater, undersea-themed experiences for the kids who are there. And uh, they will be searching for a giant squid. Um, they will view sea creatures through virtual portholes, sculpt ocean creatures, and build a reef with recycled marker caps as well as take a photo in a Crayola Ocean X sub and learn about the wonders of the sea and conservation efforts. Um, this is going to be available from July 3rd through 25th at the Crayola Experience. They are included in the cost of regular admission. Uh, these aquatic displays will travel to other locations, uh, Crayola locations in Texas, Arizona, Minnesota, and Pennsylvania through uh, spring of 2022. Very good. And uh, I believe that's our last story. It is? Yeah. You had something here about um, Disneyland's Avengers Campus that's spreading worldwide? Oh, that was just something for me to read, but that's that's okay. it was up there. We can talk about it. Sure. Um, So Avengers Campus opened uh, on June 4th, and this is supposed to be one of three Avengers Campuses that are going to be opening worldwide in Disney parks. Uh, Hong Kong Disneyland Mm -hmm. uh, put in some Avengers rides in 2017. Um, but they have not yet officially turned that into an Avengers campus that is coming. Um, later this year, Disneyland Paris will be opening an Avengers campus. They will also get uh, the Spider-Man web uh, slingers ride, um, but they will get an Iron Man roller coaster that used to be uh, the Aerosmith uh, rock and roller coaster. So okay. they're retheming that to Iron Man. And, um, you know, the goal is to unite all three Avengers campuses across Disney parks worldwide, which I think is very cool. And, um, you know, we have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've got the Marvel Comic Book Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we have what is considered the Marvel Theme Park Universe. <laughs> so the Marvel Theme Park Universe, while it may have characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is a separate and distinct uh, entity. So, so different things, a different timeline, different things could be happening. Right. And you might see characters in Avengers Campus that have passed away on screen or are no longer a part of the Marvel Universe, gotcha. cinematic universe. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, that will be coming over the course of the next few years. And then there's supposed to be an e-ticket attraction that will unite all of the campuses uh, together. Cool. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that. You have right. any, any final words? Any no. more hidden stories? No, no, that's it. All right, so I hope you have a good day, and until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.